This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's the latest example of the increasingly strained relationship between the City of Toronto and Queen's Park. Yesterday, the mayor wrote an open letter to Premier Kathleen Wynne pressing her to come up with funding for daycare. This comes days after demanding that she help shoulder Toronto's huge social housing costs. To quote yesterday's letter, when it comes to issues like childcare and housing, it can no longer be business as usual because the status quo leaves Toronto taxpayers footing the bills that the province should be paying. Of course, it all goes back to road tolls, which the Premier nixed after giving the green light. We've got Mayor John Tory on the line. Mayor, welcome. Thanks for joining us. A pleasure, Libby. Why did you decide to do this through an open letter? Well, I think it's important that people know that I'm putting these things on uh, the radar because these are big issues for a tor- for Torontonians. I mean, housing is a big issue for thousands of Torontonians, and similarly, childcare. And I think if the province has taken the decision uh, that they are going to say no to uh, something that we put forward to help resolve our own financial problems on our own roads uh, with our own accountability for that, and if they're going to say no to that, then you know that's within their purview. But I would. Expect expect that, uh, you know, their response to their own action would be as well to write additional checks to us to support uh, some of the services that would have been funded by this additional flexibility the road tolls would have given us. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems that this is, uh, we have today daycare. Uh, Yesterday you started talking about daycare, social housing. What are some of the other big issues that result from downloading that you see a problem with because uh, you can't raise the money? Well, the big three are transit, housing, and childcare. Uh, and, you know, then there's things that go with that. So, for example, uh, one of the things that, you know, it's very hard for people to keep up with this, let alone for, for me sitting here, but we, for example, faced an increase this year uh, of $30 million of, uh, from the cost of Wheeltrans, uh, which is part of the TTC's budget, because the province changed uh, some rules with respect to who qualified for Wheeltrans. And I actually don't take exception at all to who now qualifies. It's a broader group that qualify, but we face constantly uh, the province deciding they're going to change rules in different areas and we're going to pay the bill. And I just am saying, look, we tried to address some of that by saying, fine, we will take a degree of financial responsibility for our own affairs. Uh, And they've been calling upon us, lots of people have for a long time to do that. Uh, But then when you try to do that uh, under uh, the law that says you can, they say, no, you can't. And so these are the big three, but they're very big. I mean, public transit, uh, you know, is is obviously a crucial need for us to move forward after decades of neglect. And and the province is helping with some of that. Uh, Housing is uh, in a very poor state. 
and they have frankly uh, been withdrawing from that area over the last number of years and then there's child care where they again they've been putting some additional resources into that but what we really need is for the province now to step up and put some flesh on the bones of a promise made by Premier Wynne to fund 100,000 new spaces across the province we need to know what that means and when it's going to be coming uh, is is this kind of are you serving her notice that the gloves are off and uh, no more Mr. Nice Guy? I don't like to look at it that way. I mean, I had a perfectly business-like uh, meeting with her uh, last week, and I would hope that will continue. Uh, but at the same time, what I can't do is kind of pretend these problems don't exist. And the thing is, the problems have existed for some time, and some of them exist because of decisions made by previous governments, not Ms. Wynne's government, but previous governments, to download things onto the city of Toronto um, you know, and just leave them holding the bag. And I have a very, very strong view that that property taxes are not meant to pay, for example, for social programs like childcare. Property taxes can't afford to finance multi-billion dollar projects on transit or on housing. So I just have to put these things clearly on the record so that the people I represent in Toronto will understand that I am speaking up on this and that I am raising these matters and putting some pressure uh, on the province. So it's not a matter of picking a fight. It's only a matter of setting out what I believe to be an entirely reasonable and responsible uh, you know, approach, which says, if you're not going to let us raise this money on our own, that's within your rights. But... Uh, then we would expect you will come forward with that money uh, from the places you raise it, income tax, sales tax, and so on, and provide us with the help we need to provide proper child care, proper transit, and proper housing. Uh, you're talking about property taxes. Now, uh, we understand that in terms of the road tolls, the idea was to collect money from people who use the roads who don't live in Toronto. But there, there no, and, are... And, and who live in Toronto as well, both and, groups. And yeah. who live in Toronto yeah. as well. Now... I hear from a, a, a lot of people who call the show, who live in Toronto, who say, you know what, um, rather than having all these various fees, they, they'd be okay with more property tax. Well, I tell you, I should pay closer attention to uh, the Fight Back show and listen in because I don't hear. Because I know a lot of your audience are more, you know, seniors yes. uh, than others. And I don't hear a lot of seniors telling me uh, that they think when they live on a fixed income and one of the biggest checks they write every year is their property tax check, uh, that they'd like to see that increase by more than the rate of inflation. And so the budget we're bringing forward uh, tomorrow uh, to the executive committee will increase property taxes by uh, the rate of inflation, 2%. I do not get a lot of emails, letters, phone calls in my office saying, uh, please, uh, increase taxes by more. Well, I just don't. Yeah, it, In fact, I get quite the opposite. I get a lot of people saying, hold the line, uh, and uh, that user pay is something that they're more uh, receptive to than a blanket uh, tax increase, which is what some of the councillors have called for me to, exam for example, to increase taxes 5 or 6%. Uh, and, and I just think a lot of the seniors who listen, you could ask them today. I think there would be some who might say yes to that, but the majority, in my view, would say absolutely not. Keep it to two, put on user fees where necessary, and constrain your expenditures, all of which we're trying to do. I mean, is it impractical to, you know, have some kind of means test for people, for seniors, and but still raise them? I mean, is that... It just uh, seems that it's, it's uh, you know, a political thing where some people say, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm paying one way or another. 
I will confess to you there is a program that is not used as much as you might expect where people can sort of defer, uh, seniors can defer the payment of their property taxes. But I think in the end, um, you know, in income taxes, that's precisely why you don't want to see uh, property taxes increased by a lot because they're not progressive. Uh, they take no account. You could be a perfectly uh, a, se a senior on a very fixed pension income, for example, but you happen to own a house that's worth quite a lot of money now because of real estate inflation. And and so if we take property taxes up much higher, uh, they, they are not progressive so that it doesn't take account of, it, of, of how much income you have to pay those taxes, which is exactly why a lot of seniors that I listen to say I can't afford to have a big increase in property taxes because they don't take account of my income. And so if you wanted to switch... Pardon me, Libby. If you want to switch to uh, progressive property taxes, that's an entirely different discussion. But right now, the system is not set up. And by the way, if uh, we wanted to switch ever to a more progressive property taxation system that said somehow you were taxed on the basis of uh, you know, your income or in some ways related to that or to the value of your home, you paid a higher rate, um, that's something we'd have to have provincial permission, I'm sure, to do as well. Um, have you thought about trying to get permission for different revenue tools that uh, wouldn't give the Premier so much political trouble? Well, but that's exactly the point of the road tolls discussion is that we had under the City of Toronto yeah. Act, what happened in chronological order, the province of Ontario under a previous government, the Mike Harris government, downloaded a lot of things onto the city, yeah. housing, the Gardner Expressway, the Parkway. So the full cost of building and maintaining those rests with the property taxpayers. Then what they did in recognition of the fact they downloaded some things to us that involve spending, uh, they passed the City of Toronto Act and they said you could do things like you could have a liquor tax or road tolls. So the liquor tax, when I went up to Queen's Park and said, well, could we put that liquor tax on, say, put 50 cents on a bottle of wine? Uh, they said, well, no, we don't want you doing that because it would involve uh, differential pricing between Toronto and other parts of the province. So I said, okay. Then we went back and said, well, could we do road tolls? And as you know, initially they said yes, uh, but then they said no. So what's going on here is that we have a list of things in the City of Toronto Act that we can use. The, the land transfer tax is an example of one we're using at present that raises you know, five or six hundred million dollars. And if we literally got rid of that tomorrow and had to put all that on property taxpayers, it would be like multiple points. It'd be like 15 points of property tax. So, you know, 12 points. So it's a lot of property tax. So we're using the tools we have. And I can't, you know, I guess we could ask for other ones. We've asked them to consider allowing us to have some of the sales tax money. But, uh, you know, these are things they're not very interested in doing. I have to go very shortly, by uh, the way. Okay, yes. Then uh, one question before we let you go. Yes. Have you had any response from the Premier or her office to this letter you wrote? Not not yet. Now, I will say she has a very genuine interest in addressing the child care situation overall. And so really what I was trying to do in the letter was set out some things we hope they will address when they come through with this promised 100,000 child care spaces, uh, some other issues that relate to that. And so I'm optimistic because I know she cares about this, uh, but we haven't heard anything yet. Okay, Premier, uh, Premier, sorry, uh, Mayor, Mayor John Tory, uh, Thanks, we're going to let we'll let you go, and we are going to stay on top of this. Thanks so much Thanks for joining so much. us. Bye bye. Now. Bye. bye bye. Okay, uh, let's take a couple of calls before we switch gears. We've got Bob in Etobicoke. Hi, Bob. Hi. How are you? Fine. Uh, how are you? I just, I just listened to Mayor uh, Tory, and um, I'm in total disagreement in his views. For a number of reasons. One of the problems that we have, and you, there are several of them, and one of them is daycare and child uh, things and, and housing. But the city of Toronto is, called, I would say, their own worst enemy. They've been accepting kickback money to Excuse me? exchange 
industrial and commercial land to residential. Kickback money? I don't think so. You're oh, accusing well, somebody of uh, illegal. I can tell you. Well, I, off the air, sometimes I'll tell you how it's done. Well, I mean, uh, no, I don't. I, I, I'm just, you, you can't go around accusing no, a government of I mean, something illegal. Well, okay. Anyway, nevertheless, they are converted all the industrial and uh, land on Lakeshore on both sides from the Gardner Expressway to the lake. Okay, the, that stuff is pretty well... Other than there's still some there, but it's being eaten up. Down around the lakeshore where the lakeshore boulevard, east and west, is is uh, north and south of that, has become um, residential. It's all residential now. We're used to have Goodyear rubber. You had uh, Gabriel shock absorbers. And there was uh, lots of factories, Seco paints. They were factories. Okay, yeah. Now they are housing. And their condos and their uh, rental buildings and their people, they can't get a job because those jobs are gone. So they've got to stop that. Now, that's only one area. Now, they've done the same thing on Coxwell and Pape and Danforth. Take a look at that. It's all those factories, those small shops, little. they're all now at Mississauga. Yeah, pe- people want to live there, though. Well, I know they want to live there, but if the, the people who can afford to live there are are those who um, are you know that already have jobs but all those other people now are out of work and they're living in subsidized housing and th- that I don't agree with that's okay. one thing okay bob we've yeah. uh, we're we're running close on time thanks for your yeah. call okay. Right, right. okay we're going to take one more before we go to break jim in hanover hello jim ah good afternoon ah too bad Tory took off uh, before i had a chance to say this as you know, I went to our own council here, request for council consideration of property tax relief for seniors. And uh, their answer was that uh, the current property tax system in Ontario does not have the ability to take into consideration the owner-specific information such as age or income. Now, he could say that if he's going to have to go through win for this, well, couldn't you change that where, let's say, uh, pensioners pay 1%? Of the property well, tax? he referred to a program that exists in Toronto. I don't know if it exists in Hanover, and we're going to look into it. Yeah, because... But, uh, but uh, the point he was making is is that to change the way it's done now, he still needs permission from the province. Yeah, exactly. That's what my letter said. It has to come from the province. Yep. So uh, I'm getting all my paperwork for my MP, and then he can present it into Queen's Park. Um, yeah, well, and, you know, frankly, Toronto is bigger than Hanover. And, oh, yeah. and uh, for him, I, I do get the frustration of him having to go to Queen's Park for, in, as he said, in short pants. Yes, but uh, I will respect him for one thing. He took into consideration the low-income homeowners. Yep. Uh, not up here. They don't care. Okay. Jim, thanks for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.